Christ the King. I still remember um, the first theological paper I wrote when I was at the seminary in Cuba. I was around 20 years old and formed in a Latin American liberation theology, which was the source of my rebellion to any autocratic religious theology. Uh, that was my source. Um, and uh, Christ as a, as a king was for me an aberration and reminiscences of the times in which human kings regarded themselves as the face of the divinity while dictating the destinies of thousands and millions of people everywhere. My article at that time was full of critics and suspicion about the theological repercussions of worshiping God as a king while stepping into the roles of God's servants ready to be killed in battle or beheaded for disobedience. At that time, I was working a lot with youth, and I was skeptical about the idea of young lives trapped in the front lines of imperial armies all over the world as cannon fodder at the mercies of kings and their ambitious enterprises. With time, I began to realize about the other side of God's kingship. God is the king and the only king, which means that we are not under oppressive rule of any human being. There is no one single person that can reclaim for him or herself being the face of God, because we are all God's image. God is the king and the only king, and no human authority can pretend to steal that power from God without showing its own corrupt self. Only this way it is possible for me to understand some of the images of God's kingship in the Bible. As in Matthew 25, when the Son of God is presented as the just king that reward justice, solidarity, welcoming and acceptance with the least of the human family. This king is not as isolated in his bunker or blind to the human needs around him. This is a king that encourages service to those in need as the only worship to his authority. To worship is not to say some prayers or petitions in the silence of our hearts, but to do something, to do justice and mercy with our own hands. That's the way to recognize and to live God as a king. Psalm 95, another of our readings for today, presents another relatable image of God as asking, while inviting us to sing, shout for joy, and raise our voices louder in recognition of our Lord, a great God and a great King above all gods, says verse 3. This King is also a creator, or better, the creator, 
In his hands are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea and the dry land, and all of us, the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand, are visible signs of, his, of this king's creative power. This is not a ruler that conquers others' lands or that destroys everything in his way to force and out uh, to force our respect of the law. This king invites everyone to sing in a big and harmonious choir. Worshiping this king means singing our created self while acknowledging our belongingness, our true identity as molded land in, his, in, in this king's creator God. Today, November 22nd, we remember Santa Cecilia, the patron of music, according to the saints' feasts in a liturgical calendar in the Episcopal Church. I thank Matthew Steiner, our music director, for reminding us about this coincidence this year, celebrating Christ the King and Santa Cecilia's day this Sunday. Santa Cecilia's life is a testimony of strength, creativity, and faith in God's kingship and salvation. According to the story, despite her vow of virginity, Cecilia was forced by her parents to marry a pagan nobleman. During the wedding, Santa Cecilia sat apart, singing to God the King in her heart. When the time came for her marriage to be summoned, to be consummated, Cecilia told her husband that watching over her was an angel of the Lord who would punish him if he sexually violated her. He asked to see the angel, and Cecilia replied that he could, if accept, to be baptized. And after following Cecilia's advice, he saw an angel standing beside her, crowning her with a chaplet of roses and lilies. What a surprising story, that one of St. Cecilia, to think deeper about Christ the King. I mean, imagine this woman in the third or fourth century, trapped in the patriarchal Rome Roman world, reclaiming music and worship to God, her king and creator, as a way to escape from a forced marriage. At the end, according to the tradition, she is crowned by an angel as a reward for her rebellious deeds and for choosing God and not other men as her God. Let's continue this day reflecting about who is God for us, how we live as servants, God's kinship, and how we can contribute to the restoration of all things in Christ, the King of Kings, as our college prayer says today. The restoration of all things, meaning our lives, our health and souls, and our families, our country? How can we be freed 
and brought under Jesus the king's rule of justice, love and freedom. And while we continue our reflection and prayer, let's also sing this day with Santa Cecilia, singing for our own crowns as children of God. Amen.